Good evening. Good evening and welcome. You're more than welcome to sit closer if you'd like. Those of you who are coming in at the back, you can go to ticketed seats when we're finished in half an hour. I'm Mary Wood for the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. It's my pleasure to be here with you, welcoming you to the War Memorial Opera House this evening, which is Friday, February 15th in 2013. These Meet the Artist interviews and many of our other um, programming is produced by the Center for Dance Education. Many of you know that these um, programs, many of them, are recorded for podcast. And you can go to the ballet's website, sfballet.org, to catch not only these podcasts, but a wealth of information about programming, about special activities. I probably should be plugging some of the um, adult education programming coming up. We have a visiting scholar, excuse me, who, a visiting scholar who will be with us during program five, which is our re-encore um, production of Onyegin. And the visiting scholar, Dr. Tim Scholl, is an expert on Russian literature and the uh, dance and music of Russia. I want you to look in your program for further information about that. And now, this evening, you are in for an amazing evening. You're in for a treat. You will be treated to the Hamburg Ballet's performing um, John Neumeyer's ballet, Nijinsky. It's been quite an adventure to have the Hamburg Ballet as our guests. And it's very um, suitable, I think, that in conversation with me this evening is San Francisco Ballet's general manager, Deborah Bernard. So welcome, Deborah. Thank you, Mary. It's a pleasure to be here. <clears throat> and I think one of the reasons this is um, going to be so, so um, such a profitable conversation is that Deborah has a very great deal to do with the production aspect of not the ballet production, but of hosting a huge institution like this company. Um, with that in mind, many people probably know what a general manager does, but I bet other people don't. Just characterize your job briefly to give us some context. Okay. At the San Francisco Ballet, the general manager is responsible for the day-to-day -day operations of the company and the organization. I am responsible for all touring for San Francisco Ballet. I have a company manager and others who work with me. I am responsible for production um, and producing the new ballets and new works that we have at San Francisco Ballet. I am responsible for all of our union negotiations. We have seven unions that we work with in the company. I'm responsible for budgets and money and making sure that we spend it prudently. And uh, our facilities and uh, operations departments also report to me. So I'm guessing you put in not only a full day, but a full year. I do. <laughs> and when the company is not performing, you're probably planning years out. We do try and do that. For instance, we're, we're already working, of course, on next year, 
our 2014 season and calendar. And I'm knowing that in the back of my mind, oh, 2015 will be right around the corner. So, and especially if we have international tours, we're planning those at least a couple of years in advance. We have, I think, a marvelous relationship with the Hamburg Ballet. And it has some rather um, charming history. Can you relate how we go back? Well, Helgi Thomason has known John Nomeyer for many, many years. Helgi was in the first ballet that John Nomeyer ever choreographed a long time ago. And so they have a special relationship. And Helgi, of course, is always on his trips to Europe when he goes to see other companies, has always um, looked at what Hamburg Ballet is doing. Now, I've been with San Francisco Ballet for 17 years but I've only been in this role for five, and in between I was away for about eight years. During the time I was away was the first time that Helgi invited John to bring one of his ballets actually for our school, and that was in 2008, I believe. Yes, Mary? Uh, Around close. There. Um, and that was Yonderings, and some of you may have seen that. Uh, it was also on part of our gala for that year. But then Helgi asked John to bring one of his full-length ballets, and I hope all of you saw it, um, our company performed John Nomeyer's The Little Mermaid in 2010 and 2011. And in fact, we filmed it for great performances in 2011. And our company had a wonderful, very special relationship in working with John on that ballet. And we worked with several of his ballet masters. And I think the two companies work very, very well together. It's a very special relationship. Our company has actually been to Hamburg. Tell us about that adventure. Okay. So uh, a couple of years ago, John um, told Helgi he would like San Francisco Ballet Day to become part of the Hamburg Festival that happens in June every year. And so every year a company is invited to do two performances. And then uh, John's company is performing all during that time as well. And it culminates in a gala at the very end. So San Francisco Ballet traveled uh, last June to Hamburg. We took a small group with us because that is usually our, our period when our dancers are on what we call a seasonal layoff or their vacation time. So we took a full program um, and we were about 30 dancers out of the company and about maybe another 10 to 15 staff that traveled. So we were a smaller group, we were about 45. Um, always in those discussions was um, the invitation to reciprocate and have Hamburg Ballet come to here and be part of our season. So that's what brings us to tonight's wonderful performance. They are, however, traveling with their full company and many of their crew. So they are a company of 105. Um, they traveled, forgive me, I keep talking too close to the mic. They traveled uh, this production uh, we'll travel back to Hamburg in six 40-foot uh, containers via the ocean. And they brought a lot of their crew with them so that they can work very well with our crew, but they all know how the production should run. Yeah, that was one of the first things I noticed when I came in backstage was very few familiar faces um, and lots of guests. Um, that That's a, probably an interesting thing to think about is the um, the role that the crew plays in an evening. Um, something as tight as a very complex piece, which this is a complex piece you'll see, 
<clears throat> so having as many of their own familiar crew would be a, a plus. What about um, musicians? What about the orchestra? It is the San Francisco Ballet Orchestra, however, who is accompanying the dancers. So that's actually been another wonderful exchange for us. Their conductor, or their principal conductor, Simon Hewitt, came early to rehearse with our orchestra. So he arrived actually last week and had two full days of rehearsal with our orchestra before they then had uh, rehearsals with the orchestra and with their dancers. Um, so they did bring though two solo pianists with them and which you will see and hear tonight in this evening's performance. Um, this is kind of a philosophical question, but um, say a few words if you can channel Helgi as well as just the, the management about the value of our company touring and our company hosting an internationally renowned company. It is so important to this company to be seen not just in San Francisco, which of course is our home city and extremely um, dear to us as well as important to us, but to be seen elsewhere in the world. Um, it adds to um, our brand, it adds to the reputation of the company, but it also gives our dancers a chance to do more performances when we're not able to be performing here in the Opera House. And it also gives them the experience of performing in front of different audiences who may have a very different reaction to you, our home audience. And that's always wonderful for a dancer to experience. The, I can't begin to tell you the collegial, wonderful camaraderie that occurs between two companies when we do an exchange like this. Um, there is just a wonderful feeling of learning and watching how each of us works but also just sharing in the love of an art form that we all have chosen to work in. I'm thinking about uh, how long, well, I'm, what I'm aiming toward is a little bit of a snapshot <clears throat> of the day-to-day -day this last period of time. When did the Homburg Ballet actually arrive prior to the opening on Wednesday? And then after that, how have they prepared and what's it like over in the building these days? Well, actually, they've been rehearsing only here in the Opera House. Um, but to start with the first part of your question, uh, some of their crew members arrived on Saturday. They started loading in their scenery and costumes and building the set on Sunday with our crew. And actually, our crew unloaded their containers for them on Friday. They arrived early. Um, then on Monday, our, our crew continued working with their crew um, to get the stage ready to start all the lighting. And their dancers arrived in uh, more than one flight. I believe there were three. They were traveling from Orange County. They had just performed The Little Mermaid at the uh, Secret Storm Center for the Arts in Costa Mesa. And uh, so they traveled up here on Monday. Uh, the dancers then had the remainder of that day free in San Francisco, and we got them all settled. We make the hotel arrangements, we pick them up at the airport, we transport them to the hotels uh, and make sure they're all settled, that there are no issues or problems there. We each, and they did this for us as well, we each make sure they know where all the best neighborhood restaurants are, um, where Whole Foods, you know, all those places um, so that people can take advantage of where they are and make a little bit of home for themselves when they're traveling. 
then on Tuesday, uh, the dancers had their class on stage and they uh, then did a spacing rehearsal and then they had a rehearsal with our orchestra uh, late afternoon on Tuesday. On Wednesday, they had a dress rehearsal, their final run through after a class on stage. Uh, then they, they need to take some time in the afternoon before their performance that night. We, San Francisco Ballet, kind of work the opposite way. We come in, we do a class, our, our dress rehearsals are usually 1 to 4 or 1.30 to 4.30, and then pretty much everybody is here or around until we open that night. Well, um, so our building has just been very quiet and dark this week, right? <laughs> um, no. Um, so we took good advantage of this two-week period to teach our dancers the rest of Cinderella, which you will have the pleasure of seeing in May. Um, so Christopher Wielden, the choreographer of Cinderella, really wanted to create the ballet on both companies. So he came and worked with us in August with our dancers at our studios and taught at least half of the ballet to our company. And four principals from the Dutch National Ballet, who we are doing this co-production with, flew out to San Francisco and participated in at least a week of their rehearsals along with two of their ballet masters. Then in late October, Christopher Wielden went to Amsterdam and he started teaching their dancers what he'd already created here and then created the rest of the ballet. So we sent four of our dancers over there right after the Kennedy Center in November. Um, so four of our principals and two of our ballet masters and now they are teaching the rest of the company the rest of the ballet. Plus they are starting, of course, all the rehearsals for programs three and four so that they have those next six ballets ready to go uh, when they premiere, um, well, program four premieres two weeks from tonight and program three premieres on the Tuesday. 26th, yes. Yeah. And uh, just to whet your appetite, those two programs have world premieres. Yes, they do. So there's a little scurrying going on in the background across Ab the street. Absolutely. Um, Yuri Posakov's Rite of Spring, which I think is a don't miss. And in program four, um, Alexei Rachmansky's um, Borderlands. No, no, Borderlands was Way McGregor, the new ballet he created on program one. Alexei Ratmansky's ballet. Alexei Ratmansky's ballet is called From Foreign Lands. That's right, From Foreign Lands. And his work is, is program four. Correct. Okay, so you'll, that's a not miss also. Can I interject one? Absolutely. So for the Rite of Spring, our music, it's the 100th anniversary, um, and our, our musicians were so excited that they would be playing this music. So this is actually something that's um, created a lot of excitement and enthusiasm. It has a very large orchestra, so of course we'll have extra or additional musicians as part of that orchestra, but they are thrilled to be playing this music also for this premiere. Backtracking just a little bit to um, the Hamburg Ballet and this experience, <clears throat> one of the things we, we were talking about, the interchange of, of crew and um, conductor and so on, um, it occurs to me that if you're going to have this kind of international experience, one of the challenges would be language and translation. How has that worked out? 
Well, very fortunately for us, uh, almost everyone at Hamburg Ballet speaks English, so uh, we've had that good fortune, including their crew. Now, when we were there in, in Hamburg, um, we, we didn't need any translators to speak of. Again, they spoke beautiful English. I wish I spoke German, but I did not. Um, and we had actually lined up some translators just in case we would need them here, but there has been no need. So uh, very graciously, they all speak English to us. So that's a good thing. And their company is actually very, very international. They have dancers from all over the world, just like we do. And I think it's sort of entertaining to hear about some contrasting experiences in our recent touring um, when language was a little more challenging. Um, that's very true. So in addition to the invitation we got to Hamburg last June, we then, um, in uh, a year ago, November, we received an invitation from the Bolshoi Ballet for us to be a participant in a program of new works at the Bolshoi Theater in Russia. San Francisco Ballet had never been to Moscow and had never performed on the Bolshoi stage, so this was very, very special to us. But indeed, you definitely need Russian translators. Um, and so there, that really was necessary. You know, our stage manager would be there, but then there would be um, a Russian-speaking stage manager right next to her on stage. The same for our music director who was working with the orchestra, which was, of course, a beautiful orchestra at the Bolshoi Theater. Um, but he needed a translator to, to um, translate his uh, comments, his corrections. Um, then our technical director, Christopher Dennis, who's also a lighting designer in his own right, he needed a translator when they were setting the lighting cues and trying to work out all of the technical details. It was similar in China. You really, we had to have translators in China, absolutely. And we, um, we did not bring a Russian-speaking translator with us as part of our company. Well, we have dancers who could do that for us, actually. Silly me. Um, uh, we also have dancers, obviously, who could translate for us in China, Yuan Yuan Tan, of course, but we weren't going to ask her to do that. So we brought someone with us uh, who was uh, actually from China but had been doing his graduate degree in Southern California, and he agreed that we hired him to travel with us back to China, and he was our translator um, from everything from company logistics to um, actually going up to the follow spot booth because we were having trouble with them knowing what the, the cues were from the stage manager. I don't know how many of you know um, in the moment what the stage manager does, but the stage manager is, at the moment that the performance begins, is really the absolutely last word, person in charge, the authority. The artistic director is at the mercy of the stage manager. And to have to be giving all of those critical cues in a chain of translated languages must have been It's definitely a challenge, right? <laughs> you have to have a lot of patience. I'm sure they, they feel the same way. They have to have a lot of patience with us. We, we're coming to their country and we don't speak their language. So um, it's, it's actually, that's another experience. And you know what, again, you build up a lot of amazing camaraderie with all the people that you're working with. I can't think of a better way to build international relations between different countries. Especially, you know, actually when dancers then dance, you don't need anyone to translate that. And it's a wonderful way of um, diplomacy, if you will. Yeah. 
For those of you who've come in um, after we began, I'm in conversation with San Francisco Ballet's general manager, Deborah Bernard, and we've been talking about the <clears throat> pros, cons, and ups and downs of exchanging companies. Um, at this point, perhaps, some folks in the audience would have some questions. I hope that some of the things we've been talking about have stimulated things you might be wondering about in this challenging situation. So would somebody like to ask a question? I'm going to start. If you could speak very loudly so we can hear you. Okay, right. So can you repeat the question. I'm going to repeat the question. Uh, the uh, lady there asked, we, you know, I mentioned that we had a, a touring group of about 45 going to Hamburg, and that was a smaller group. And what would the size be if we brought the full company? When we travel with the full company, we're also about 100, 105 people. So that means we bring all the dancers. Um, and depending on the ballets, we, we may bring all the apprentices. We have ballet masters who are there for, of course, teaching and coaching the ballets. We have our re uh, rehearsal or manager, uh, who is our scheduling person. We, of course, have Helgi. We have his assistant. I go, our company manager goes. But then the other critical part of that team is the production crew. So we travel with what we call our crew heads, uh, our technical director, our lighting supervisor. Um, but our crew heads, uh, that would be four or five people and a few uh, other key crew personnel, and I'm not sure how many Hamburg has, but they definitely travel with more than we do. We also, of course, bring our head wardrobe staff and our wig and makeup staff, one person. Good question, thank you. Um, you your hand was up quickly. Uh, yes, when will we see the ballet in the next uh, uh, performances, great, uh, great performances? When will we see the, the San Francisco Ballet uh, in great performances again? Well, um, we're actually in discussion with them about some potential projects. We don't have anything we can announce yet, but uh, there has been some interest. <laughs> actually, we don't know exactly what it's going to be yet, but it is encouraging that we're talking with them, so thank you. That's great. Is somebody over here? I'd like to try to be fair, left side, right side. And can you really speak up? Yeah. Are there dancers with the Hamburg Ballet? Former San Francisco Ballet dancers, American dancers. Currently with the Hamburg Ballet, no. But you're right, Elizabeth Lascavio left San Francisco and finished her career uh, with the Hamburg Ballet. She had a wonderful career there. Um, she still lives in Germany. She's married to one of the dancers uh, that you'll see. I believe Karstens is dancing tonight. And um, actually, we got to see her when we were in Hamburg. It was wonderful to see her. Um, and then one of our dancers actually danced with Hamburg, um, Madison Kiesler, and then she came back to San Francisco. So it's kind of nice to have the reciprocity there. It really is a global art form. Yes, it is. It really is. Okay, another question over here. Yeah. This is going back to the first question. You are traveling with the orchestra, are you not? No, we never do. <laughs> the question so, is about traveling with the orchestra. So 
I hate, I hate to say it because we have a fantastic orchestra. We're, we're very proud of them. Um, we have one of the oldest, I think it's the oldest ballet orchestra in the country. And um, our musicians are just extraordinary. Unfortunately, if we took the musicians with us also, the cost would be so prohibitive that we wouldn't be able to tour. Um, so what we uh, always do is wherever we go, we hire um, or the presenter hires for us a local orchestra or, or what they would call a pickup orchestra. And they're usually excellent. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes it's a challenge, but in, that inst in those instances, then we send our music director, Martin West, early to rehearse with them. So he goes to rehearse all of the ballet music before we even arrive with the dancers. Do we occasionally travel with uh, principals? With like soloists? Right. Yes, we definitely do travel with music soloists. So um, some of our um, pianists uh, will also play solo piano pieces. So of course they always travel with us. But there have been times where we've brought um, a, a, a solo violinist or a solo pianist often is. When we were in New York back in 2008 and when we did Fusion, Yuri Pavskos Ballet Fusion, we brought the sax player because the music was so particular and he did such a beautiful job. So he, we brought him with us. A couple more questions, yeah. I'm sorry, I got ha the first half. Can you repeat? Talking about, mm, that's tricky. I'll, I'll be honest, I can honestly tell you that I love the production. I was mesmerized uh, when I saw it on Wednesday evening. That was the first time I had seen the ballet. I'd always heard this was a beautiful production, and it is. But I do not feel qualified to speak about it because it's, it's um, John Nohmeyer's ballet, and, and I would not feel comfortable commenting it's wonderful to hear him speak about the, any of his works. I, I just, I love hearing him and what he was thinking when he created a work. I think I would just add having, um, if you read your program notes, you'll get a sense, because he's pretty explicit in the notes, um, that we are passing in and out of um, what could be perceived as real time and <clears throat> dream and fantasy. And we all know the story of Nijinsky who um, went insane. And so there's the, um, the delusions. And so just imagine how the production, the, the creative mind is going to take us from reality to nightmare, to delusion, to um, dream, and if you can just think, if you were the producer, if you were the director, that would be a complex challenge to your stage crew. Let me just leave it at that. <laughs> um, time for one more question. This is the most curious side over here on this side, yes. Oh, 
Oh, I, the question was, since I, I mentioned that I'm often one of the people that's helping the company plan for the future, so 2014 and 2015, I was asked if I could give a bit of a preview. I'm really sorry, but I'm not at liberty to say that. That would be the, the only person who would be would be Helgi Thomason. That said, what are you having to deal with without, I mean, for instance, you have to say, ooh, they're interested in that piece of music. That means we have to go find those musicians. We have to contract with choreographers. I mean, those are the kinds of things that you have to deal with. Correct. So maybe I could sp explain a little bit about yeah. the process. Helgi is the sole person who determines our programming. Um, and then we do our best to produce and implement it, um, all the things. So he's the one who picks a choreographer uh, to create or commission you know, a new ballet or a new work. Um, and then the discussions go from there and um, our production staff starts working to find out who the choreographer has chosen as their design team. And then we start working with them on contracts um, and some of the ideas and budgets so that we, they know how much money that they have to work with. Um, more things of that nature. And indeed, our music director is looking at the programming and determining uh, how large the orchestra or small the orchestra will be for a particular programming. So there's a lot of mapping Absolutely. that's happening now. Absolutely. I, well, believe, yeah. I believe everything will be announced like by early April for our next season. Mm -hmm. Well, before we thank Deborah for being with us tonight, I want to remind you that um, the Hamburg Ballet will be here until Tuesday, I believe. Correct. And then in another 10 days or so, you will see programs three and four, which are not to be missed. I want you to go to the website and check the upcoming events, uh, audience engagement events that we have that I know you'll find interesting, and all of our video and recorded information. Um, the website is really rich. I just get lost in it, have the best time. That said, now I want to say I know you will enjoy this evening's performance. Just, it, it's quite amazing. Trite but true. And finally, thank you, Deborah, for being with us this evening. I know it's been a busy time for you. Thank you, Mary. It's my pleasure. Enjoy.